Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac Wayne heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is good to be back with you, Kevin. Been a couple weeks. Uh, yes. The holidays, super sweet Sean Bormet interviews. That was That's fun. pretty much that, it. But yeah. that, was, that was fun. Yeah. I, I really appreciate uh, Sean taking the time. Uh, this is episode 116 of the Blood Round Wrestling Podcast. I'm, That's a good we, number. We are referencing... Reference? Whoa! Referencing? Refer- referencing? I think it's pronounced. <laughs> you, you can put a lot of different emphases Refer- on a lot referencing. of different Yes. Uh, but uh, no, uh, episode one fifteen with uh, Sean Barmet was was fantastic and uh, a, an absolute joy. That was that was a lot of fun. It was uh, gold. Lots but, of good stories. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I appreciated being able to come in there. But the the people want Kevin back. You know what? And here he is, Mr. Kevin Clonch. It was it was nice having a little break, but I tell you, it was good to know that just like, well, from now on, I'm never going to warm up again, and I'm I'm only going to do yoga, <laughs> and I'm only wrestling one full match per practice. Yeah. Seems like that's all you really need to be great. What are you talking about? That's a tech. Yeah. It's a tech. But that's Kevin Clonch over there. I'm Tommy Baranowski, and we are... Just, just really excited, really excited to bring this weekly podcast at you. Give you another Wednesday morning release. Just aggressive, an aggressive release. Exactly. The best we kind. 
bloodround.com is the website. You can find us there. Been working on improving the website lately and um, getting a few more contributors out there. Uh, Brandon Olinger uh, threw out his Ohio State preview last week. Always appreciative. I'm uh, working on a few other people. Um, my dream is to make it sort of like a grant land of wrestling, which would which just be... would be spectacular. It would be. It would be. Uh, so... If you are interested in writing, uh, you know, you you have some blogging in your heart, wrestling related, you know, come come get at us. We're- some some unique content, some new stuff, some fun stuff, some insights that, as Michigan homers and West Michigan natives, we might not have. Exactly, and and that's you know, Blood Round doesn't have to be a Michigan website. It's it it should be for everyone. Website. It is. And. Original content is good. I I think there's a lack of original content out there in the wrestling world, so I'm certainly not going to spurn anything away. So so hit hit us up. We're like the rock of wrestling websites, the people's champ. (laughs) I didn't know where you were going with that at all. Yeah. Also great actors. Fantastic actors. Yeah. Him and Vin Diesel on the screen at the same time. Just amazing. Hey, uh, he's... Underrated. The Rundown is a fantastic movie. I did like The Rundown. The Rundown is really good. Who wrote that? The guy who wrote that actually wrote like other really, really good movies where you wouldn't think The Rundown was one of his. I remember listening Saving to... Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Something along, almost like <laughs> along those lines. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to effort on that one uh, as I'm talking. But, um, yeah, so bloodround.com is the website. You can follow us there on Twitter, at bloodround, at clonchinator, at K-O-A-T-I-G for myself. Uh, Facebook page. If you're listening on the go, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Libsyn, uh, Auto Radio, all those different places. We're, we're pretty much anywhere you want to find podcasts at this point, so... Uh, go ahead and uh, give us a follow, a subscribe, rate, and review, all that good stuff. So, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. A lot of fun to be had out there. And we really, really appreciate it. Kevin, you were gone last week, and now I'm hearing there's something else you might miss. That um... that might be up in the air. Uh, the answer is James Platten Vanderbilt is an American screenwriter. He's best known for films The Zodiac White House Down, The Amazing Spider-Man, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I I thought he wrote... No, maybe it's the other guy then. I don't know. Those are great movies, but he they forgot to put on his Wikipedia the rundown. Um, <laughs> so here's what I have to figure out. When I was super excited about um, Bloomington, Bloomington, Indiana, and the Big Tens... Uh, it turns out the conference that uh, we had last year, mid-February, happens to be the 1st through the 4th of March this year. That is such bullshit. It is. It's uh, unfortunate, and they did not consult me uh, during the scheduling. But um, with that being said, I'm going to... It's the, third, or it's the 4th and the 5th, right? I believe so. Okay. How far is Chicago, Illinois from Bloomington, Indiana? Not bad. I imagine that's four hours. That's what I imagined. I felt like it was longer when I looked it up. But I, depending on what time I get out, I might just miss the first day and drive down to make to save face because I have a lot of people talking shit. <laughs> so a lot of people don't believe you exist. I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
There, uh, it may need to be, uh, a, a, an individual road trip on my part. Because when I brought up going to that, as well as missing, uh, significantly more time for NCAAs, it was received less well by my wife, whose birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday, Elise. Yeah, happy birthday, Elise. Mm. That's right. Her and my mom have the same birthday. That's true. That, that is right. I. It's a glorious birthday. I get to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. My mom is on vacation. Oh, wonderful. So I don't get to see her on hmm. her birthday. But, um, yeah, what are you going to do? So the NCAAs was not exactly as well received. <laughs> no. no. Don't worry, Lisa. I'll only be gone for like five or six days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's not bad. I mean, we could leave Thursday morning. What is it, St. Louis? Yeah. Because the first session doesn't start till noon. That's true. Central time. That's true. So, I mean, really, leaving Grand Rapids to St. Louis, if we left at like 6 a.m., we'd probably show up on time. So you're saying I should do both. I definitely <laughs> think you should do both. I'm just going to go to all of them. Um, there you go. There you no, go. I'll figure it out. I'm, I'm going to make it to one. It's just so funny, sure. the whole work conference thing, like, because you've been really adamant about, like, I'm going to be there. Because for those of you who don't remember um, or maybe have listened long enough, Kevin had a baby last year. and Her birthday's this Sunday. Exactly. 22nd. So the whole amateur move, baby during wrestling season, mm-hmm. which means it's kind of hard to say to the wife, hey – you got this four month old, five month, your f- four week old, five week old baby. I'm gonna go party with my friends for four days. Yeah, <laughs> in Iowa City, like yeah. that's kind of a tough one to pull off. So you know, excusable stuff. So Kevin this year, adamant on Twitter, adamant on the podcast. I'm gonna be at, I'm gonna be in Bloomington. See you in Bloomington. Karaoke battles, anything yes. you want. I'm going to be there, and then his work. I mean, you were practically in tears when you called me. I was really obsessed. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I left. I left. Uh, I am trying to, to slow down on the swearing on this, but I left uh, uh, a meeting the other day, and I was talking to my buddy, and I was like, I'm excited for the next sales conference. We're, it's going to be a great one. We're going to have so much fun, and hopefully they have karaoke again there. I know. When is it going to be? A couple weeks from now? And he's like, well, I think it's like the first weekend of March. And I was like, bullshit. (laughs) No, it's not. And he was like, yeah, like it got announced. And I was like, I got to go. Like (laughs) I had to go like find somebody to tell me that that wasn't the case. So we'll see. See what we do. He's working on it, folks. He's Mm -hmm. working on it. Uh, My good buddy, Rob Akins, Mm -hmm. who hasn't missed a... Big Ten's four years now? I mean, he's, yeah. he, he's four or five He went years. after Illinois, right? He went to Madison. He went to Madison. That's right. That was after Illinois. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's on a good run. Yep. His work is sending him to the Dominican Republic that week. Oh, of course. Which he's happy that his work is sending him to the Dominican Republic, but a little upset that it just happens to be the same week right. as Big Tens, which he really enjoys because his brother, John, will be with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chris Eggleston will be with me as well. So those are the three guys I have in my crew right now. But without Kevin and Rob, I mean, you know, the five-person crew, I mean, I was really, really looking forward to. 
But uh, I don't know. I mean, life sometimes just just absolutely kills. But it was weird because I got your phone call and Rob's phone call in like back to back days. Oh, like you'll yeah. never believe this. My work is sending me out of town on Big Ten weekend. <laughs> and I'm just like, are you serious? Like, how is that possible? But apparently it is. Yes. Very, very disappointed. Damn adult life. Yeah. Enjoy college and high school as long as you can. Yeah. Responsibilities are the worst. And pull out. <laughs> <laughs> um, had a great weekend. I, I ref a tournament this last weekend that I ref every year. Enjoy it thoroughly because it's a school that I actually lived at until I was five. So, um, hmm. and so a lot of these moms remember me from back in the day. Um, I mean, I'm going to be 34 in a couple months here. So, I mean, these are women I've known for a very long time. And I'm walking in there. This is like the 53rd year this tournament has happened or, or what have you. And there are like six women just plowing away at the brackets and, and sheets. And I, I was thinking to myself, what factory closed where these angels are no longer made? Can you <laughs> can you imagine going to your wife or significant other and being like, all right, what are we doing this weekend? Ah, oh, this Saturday, I'm going to coach or ref or, or go or work the table at this tournament, and you're going to do the brackets and bout sheets all day, honey. And yeah. she's just like, that's fantastic. Sounds great. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Can I also make food for the hospitality room? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Where? What happened? Can Trump bring this back? Because <laughs> I just really want to know. I mean, I don't care if the factory specs are still set at their 80s haircuts. I can get past that. But where are these angels and where can I get my hands on one? Yes. Because they need to also wear mom jeans. They don't need to, but I'll take it. I mean, yeah. that's certainly not a uh, non-starter for me. I'm I'll, saying I'll if they're coming with, with the 80s haircuts, they're coming with the mom jeans, too. Well, naturally. Yeah. But at least we'll both listen to Bon Jovi. That's true. It'll be like 1983 again. <laughs> no, I mean, it's uh, it, it's amazing. Like, it, it's always amazing. I haven't been to a, a, a tournament like this in a while, but... You really do got to appreciate, and I hope the people out there that that do this and and help run these tournaments and are involved. And I mean, you know, this is this this is a sport that needs that more than I think a lot of other ones do. It doesn't always have the financial backing, you know. Like it's it's got it's got the passion and the heart and the tenacity that comes along with it. So. I know when I bump over to Matt one on this tournament that the two women there will be there and I have no worries. They know what they, they'll start the clock on time. They'll stop it on time. They the, know exactly what, how long blood time goes. Then yeah. Score is going to be always right. Yep. Everything is going to be perfect. I mean, it's just going to be boom. And the week before when I know I, I bumped over to Matt too, I know the lady was going to jump out of her chair, give me a big hug. Ask me how my family's doing. Yep. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that stuff that you just love. I mean, that's one of those things about the whole wrestling family that I, 
And you talked about your New Year's resolution about being more thankful, which yeah. I think we all could do. Yep. And I just wanted to be a little more thankful. That obviously I was trying to bring a little levity and humor to it. But um, here's the yeah, thing: but, you, but we, being thankful of that, I mean, that's it, that's really really appreciative. We've all been at that tournament where thank thank goodness those people there to help run the the table and run the scores and everything. But some do it better than others, and some need some more practice. But Again, they're good there. It's good that they're working, and next year they'll be better. But, yeah, it's uh, it's good to have the vet veteran crew. When I accept contracts for tournaments and dates, I think of the table help I've had mm-hmm. at that place in the past. Because as a ref, it's tough to just get what's going on in the mat right well, yeah. two different sets of coaches yell at you and everything like that, and two wrestlers kind of unpredictably go in different directions. And then to have to worry if the clock actually started and to go, okay, I gave two and two, but they probably didn't get that, so I got to remember to add two onto this after this and everything like that. I mean, I think about that stuff when I'm accepting contracts, whether or not I want to go back to that school. Yeah, makes sense. Because, I mean, it makes your life so much easier incredibly easier but fun i was in uh, mount pleasant on sunday so i had quite the wrestling weekend fire up chips yeah they end up losing on criteria to northern iowa which <laughs> oh, shit. yeah great duel to watch uh 47 to 43 were the points so uh, absolutely fun absolutely uh great duel to watch I got the. Tr- Everyone knows that criteria is a joke, and that it's based on how cool your colors and mascot are. And the Chippewas and maroon and gold are significantly better than any of that stuff that Northern Iowa brings. Um, speaking of which, Nick Ryder at Nick underscore Ryder R Y D E R. Uh, he is one of our like friends from I Wrestle over there. What's up, homie? The only guy who has substantiated Kevin Quanch's existence. <laughs> <laughs> that was maybe one of my favorite things about 2016. I'm at the Olympic trials, and because of the whole baby issue, yeah. Kevin wasn't at Big Tens. Kevin wasn't at NCAAs. And last last year was pretty much the first year where I was making the rounds, and like blood round was like a thing. Yeah, yep. where people were like, "Oh, geez, the blood round, uh, blood round guys are here." Well, I'm here. Kevin isn't here. I do sometimes feel like this is um, home improvement with Tim Allen because I'm sort of a little bit of the straight guy. You're like the fun guy. Yeah, I'm kind of steering the ship as we go, and we'll and, call it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, where like oh we love Kat, Kevin and like the joke always on uh, home improvement or tool time uh, oh, was, Al. was was like <laughs> oh we love Al everyone loves Al and it's like everywhere I go people are like oh we love Kevin I'm like yeah, yeah Kevin's great <laughs> could say something nice to me right now fuckers uh, but uh, <laughs> um, I do feel like that sometimes but yeah Nick uh, so that was one of my favorite things though is. Uh, we were we're all standing at the bar. There's like there's like seven of us. There's like uh, I mean there's like Jason Bryant, like BDI, and 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 uh, I Russell guys, and all these guys. I mean there's like there's all these all these people standing there, and they're like, yeah, we've never met Kevin. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Kevin exists. I don't, even, I don't even think Kevin exists. Yeah, blah 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 blah. And then Nick Ryder all of a sudden was like, no, I 
I hung out with them all, Max. <laughs> Max were at Eastern Michigan, and and Kevin's parents live there. So like, yeah, I hung out with them the whole weekend, and everyone was kind of like, oh, like they were almost a little disappointed <laughs> that like you couldn't keep up the ruse that maybe yeah. like, oh well, thanks for ruining that, Nick. <laughs> yeah, he showed up hungover and ate a bunch of food in me. <laughs> That doesn't sound like you at all. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty spot on. <laughs> it was really dangerous when I realized I could bring food out to the media table. Oh, yeah, yeah that's tough. That's tough. I just, I just laugh that like we were actually refi- we were actually coaching in the blood round at the uh, tournament the one time, and Kevin informed me, "Do we have anyone else in this round?" <laughs> and I said, "No," and he goes, "Good. I have to go lay down." <laughs> And and Kevin actually went and laid down in the locker room because he had eaten too much food. He's like a puppy with like too much of the food. You leave too much food in his food bowl, and he um. It was again another incredible hospitality room made by <laughs> angels. It's not my fault. They don't make those in factories, you know. I guess not. I guess not. You got to take advantage before they go away. You're damn right. So, uh, but Nick Ryder was like. He tweeted at us, um, I did ask for questions before this episode, uh, as I, I try to, um, when we have the chance. Are you coming Sunday for the UNIEMU duel? I mean, I know the answer, but still, yeah, that's out at Northern Iowa, so I don't think we're making the trip on Sunday. Um, how many people were at the CMU duel? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, not, not a huge crowd. I mean, in all honesty, it, it's not a, they don't usually draw too well the biggest crowd i've ever been to for a wrestling meet that hasn't been held in like chrysler arena or or any of those you know massive places right Right. was um cmu u of m my senior year and i think michigan was ranked second or third and central was ranked fifth and central knocked them off and it was it was completely insane. The place was going absolutely apeshit. And you know that, like, three of the people there had actually been to a dual meet before. Like, I recognized three. But the rest <laughs> of them were all there. And a lot of them were Michigan fans, which was even cooler to knock them yeah, off like, yeah, while we're there. Yeah, because they're coming in to watch the, right. you know, them win. Right. Yeah. Um, but, no, that was, uh, that was legit. It probably wasn't. That way, I didn't picture it in my mind that way. Uh, he asked. Um, he also asked, "How did you figure out criteria so quick?" And- I saw that, and I want to answer that question for you, Tommy. Okay. Tommy really likes knowing things and how they work, and the order with which they work. To the point where, when someone asks that, he's like, "Well, let me tell you, the order with which criteria goes is such." And then I'm like, oh shit! I, it would, I, like I figured I would just Google it at, when I needed to know that. But yeah, that's how Tommy figured it out so quick. So give us the real answer. <laughs> I had looked it up about two and a half matches prior. <laughs> so I figured that's kind of how. Might come the- down to criteria. Yeah, that's what is it? That's kind of how the match, the rest of the duel was going to go. I mean, and uh, and if Oliver beat Thompson, we were going to end up at sixteen sixteen, like which he know. did, which I believe I mowed beers for. 
<laughs> With Nick? Yeah. Nice. And Ross, nice. I think. Yeah, and all At of least them. one of them, if not both. Awesome. Which, by the way, New Holland Brewing Company's Full Circle is delicious. Yeah, we if were. you guys get that out there, which you should. We were talking about that. Um, it is. It is. It's nice. It's uh, It's very light and smooth. And crisp and clean and refreshing. Absolutely. Um, it says that on the box, so, you know, you know it's true. I did enjoy that. I did enjoy um, Oliver and Thompson. That was good stuff. Uh, there was some, there was some good matches. It was it was fun to watch. It was there were some upsets too. I mean, like yeah. I know Ellingwood went down. Yeah. Um, Taylor Lewan won, which I don't believe was an upset, but um, what was that? Fifteen versus sixteen, though, something or like something that. Like yeah. That? I mean, very- six three. I think was the score, and he was doing some funky rolling around stuff because that's what he does. Yeah, he rides. Uh, I mean, he he scrambles. Just incredibly well, and it's it's really interesting to see. I want to say he was one of the dudes who wrestled for, like, um, Cliff Fretwell and, like, the compound crew. Yeah, he's, he's from Georgia. Yeah, and he definitely was, yeah. What I found interesting, and, oh, man, I, I was going to write this down, and I apologize to everybody Probably out there. Northern Iowa. Okay, I got it. But for Northern Iowa and Central Michigan – you would think essentially the northern Iowa guys are basically from Iowa and the central Michigan guys are basically from Michigan. And it was like only four of the starters for central were from Michigan and only like five of the starters from northern Iowa were from Iowa. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I mean, it kind of shows that like division, like those programs are at a level where they're not just like, Oh, who are the local guys that we see some talent in that right. you know, these are two established programs going out there and getting guys. Well, I mean, we, we heard Jeff Marsh and I know Marsh was a, a a Michigan guy, but I mean, even back in two thousand three when he graduated, he knew Borelli could take, you know, coal and make it into diamonds, right? Like take right. somebody who had the right mentality and the right, you know, everything. So and then that gets out. Right, I mean, I think what ended up being my senior year, I wasn't on the team by any means, but they placed third in the country. Like they can really take whatever and turn it into amazing talent. So um, the right mentality is out there everywhere. That's not just in Michigan. So absolutely, and that was fun. Um, my favorite thing, which maybe has happened in a while, though, was um, uh, so the referee. Retired now, but he's the assigner for the Big Ten and the MAC. Uh, Mike Allen, Hall of Fame guy. Yep. Those, of you, look, if I'm allowed to be crass for a second, uh, for those of you who don't know who he is by name, gigantic tall black guy who wears fancy suits. Yeah, you'd recognize him. Yeah. <laughs> if all oh, that guy, I actually joked with him. I said, if you watch that, like Big Ten. 30 special on Dan Gable. I'm pretty sure you're refing every match when they're talking about Dan Gable's coaching career and they're showing all the highlights. Mm-hmm. Like he's the ref in like every NCAA final, every big duel match or whatever. Like he's the ref. I mean, he was in so many big spots. So I had a really nice. Well, and, and the other thing real, real quick, just to like, we always say, if you don't know his name, but you recognize him, that's a good thing. Because he did a good job refing then. Exactly. 
Exactly. Exactly. He was just there calling the points as they got scored. Things went well. Yeah, and I had actually kind of forgotten because a lot happened that weekend. But while I was in New York, um, Andrew uh, Snedden, uh, the guy for um, – he's the SID for Central Michigan. Him and I had a great conversation. And so when I was there, um, yeah, he was just like, oh, yeah, whatever you need, blah, blah, blah. You know, hey, we'll give you a spot here and everything like that. And and so that was great as well. Um, obviously, our friend uh, Amanda Mitchell was up there as well, the manager for Central Michigan. So she helped me out as well. So somehow I end up just sitting there at the head table, hardwired in. I got BTN to go up. I'm sitting there at the head table right in front of the match. And then I got Mike Allen, who's refed all these huge matches and is one of the foremost experts on NCAA wrestling officiating, mm-hmm. with his arm around me asking me about what's going on in the BT- in the Big Ten <laughs> matches. And we're talking about different refs and positions. And then we're talking about what's going on in the match in front of us, too. And then every time there's a scramble or anything a little weird, like... I ref high school, but I got to like pick his brain on like what he's looking at. So between the action in front of us and what was on my screen, I got a solid like three hours of wrestling position talk with one of the most famous wrestling referees of like modern wrestling era. Right, right. I mean, just Tommy was put, in heaven. Yeah, put me into a <laughs> rocket and and light the match. Like I mean, geez, oh peace. Like I mean, that was that was incredible. I I I have to say, like I obviously didn't think that was going to happen when I woke up on Sunday morning, but uh, you know, through random circumstances that happened, and and I couldn't be more happy about that because it was really fascinating to talk to him about certain things and and just basically say like, well, right there, I didn't think he'd. I thought he didn't call it because his arm was under the leg. And at that point, and he goes, yeah, however, when the pressure's there and blah, 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 you got to look for his hands to go here and, and little stuff like that. And and to have that, like, in-depth conversation was just awesome. I mean, absolutely fantastic. Here's the thing to keep in mind, right? Like, any time – and this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, right? Like, you always hear <clears> – I guess I shouldn't say that – Whenever you're around somebody who knows more about wrestling and, and can answer those questions for you, it's it's enthralling, right? It's always fun to hear the Sean Bormet stories. It's always fun to hear the John Smith stories, which I hear that there's infinity of, and they're all fantastic. Right. So I would love to do that one day. <laughs> um, but like that, like anytime you can talk to someone who knows more about the sport that is the reason you're listening to this, you know, like it's great. So you got to dive in. You, you know, you can't miss that opportunity. So ask more questions. Be more curious. You're in a sport or around people that love it as much as you do and love to talk about it as much as you do. I know I was talking to my, uh, my buddy Marty came up and visited over the weekend. I know I was talking to him about it because I have rug burns on my elbow, and that means that we were wrestling at some point. <laughs> and that doesn't happen on accident. It's usually because we talked about it. And I think he's going to get back into coaching now that he's back in Ann Arbor. And he is back in Ann Arbor. Yeah, he his company moved him back uh, back to Michigan. So huh. um, that's part of it. We were talking about giving back to the sport and how it's you can't just walk around with all that knowledge in your head. You know, you owe it to 
to the sport to help get more people to the level that keeps them in the sport. Well, and I enjoy refing so much, a lot of it, because there's a physical element of having to move, yep. having to be out there, having to be well-dressed and sharp. And then also the mental acuity of, of having to be quick and on top of things and everything like that yeah. as, as well. And some of my favorite parts of, of refing is with guys I ref with after the match – and sitting, whether it's in the locker room afterwards or maybe having a beer afterwards or, or eating a burger or whatever like that, and talking about a certain situation that you haven't had all year. Yeah. Or maybe you haven't had in years or maybe maybe it's the third time you've had it in a week and you're kind of like, this makes me think, and which is kind of surprising because I, I would think this is sort of an automatic but or – I've been calling it this way, and for some reason, coaches are jumping up and down, and I'm sitting there looking at them with a strange look like, why are you mad about this? This is cut and dry. Why would they be so mad? And and having those like little conversations, and that's another thing. There are a lot of shit officials out there. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it that every ref is really, really good, but there are a lot of good ones, and as surprising, if you're a young guy out there, you're a dad or, or whatever – You'd be probably surprised how many good officials are out there after the tournaments, after the matches, talking about positions and trying to be better. Right. And trying to get the next time they're in that position right and sharing experiences and thoughts and stories and that kind of stuff about that. And and that was one of the things I was actually thinking about this weekend as well. But um, what what a great time! I mean, to what a, I mean, just to luck out that my schedule and Mike Allen's schedule ended up being in the same spot, and got to talk a lot of wrestling. <laughs> Funny enough, uh, I asked Ryder uh, and and Bartichek, like, "Hey, is this bet going to be on the just the match, or is it going to be on the whole duel?" And they were like, "No, no, just the match. I don't want it on the duel with Peters out." Peters out. Nope, Peters. Hey, sometimes Peters come out, and then you know, end up winning the duel anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but lost the bet. So I'll take it. Oliver looks great, by the way. Yeah, he's outstanding. I, 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 he's a sophomore. Yeah, all American as a freshman, and I think a lot of people sort of felt he snuck in there at all American. He beat a lot of really good guys during the year. He just happened to also show up in March. You know, I mean, you get those guys who beat a lot of good people during the year and then fall off when it gets to the tournament. Right, right. The second time around, guy. it's almost like a baseball pitcher. It's almost like a rookie baseball pitcher. Yeah. Like the first time they come around the the division, they their ERA is like 1.3 or something like that. Then yeah. the second time around, they just get lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. And it kind of seems like that way sometimes with freshman wrestlers. Like that first time, which I kind of wonder about Soriano uh, with Penn State. You know, the first time around, he's 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 getting the better of them. Not really blowing a lot of guys out that are top ten, top fifteen guys. He's looked great. Don't don't yeah, get me looks wrong. Really good. <laughs> he looks really really good. However, I mean, you know, sometimes we've seen it before though, where. I think a lot of Penn State fans are just like, oh, four-time national champion. Ah! And yeah. It's like yeah, there are stories every year of guys like this where the second time around, all of a sudden the Big Tens, he takes fourth. Yeah. All of a sudden the NCAAs, he takes 
seventh or loses in the round of 12 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's stories like that every year. Um, so it's, it's crazy though. I mean, he's, he's, he's got three losses on the year, right? Two of them to Micah Jordan, one of them to Kemmerer. Pretty which, sure that's it. What? Micah Jordan and Kemmerer are both undefeated right now. Yeah. And he lost to Kemmerer in overtime. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is really impressive. He's ranked I, sixth. I'm glad I <laughs> I didn't see a lot of Oliver last year before the NCAA's. He was seated ninth at 149, so it's kind of like obviously he had a good season. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying like he was some complete shock or anything like that, but you you still want to say like. You don't want to be like, oh, geez, you know, he's going to be a four-time All-American. He's going to be a national champion contender just because he had this really good freshman season and a good NCAAs where he takes seventh, seeded ninth, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. But he is looking really, really good. He's Right now he's looking like a four-time All-American. I mean, he's looking that good in his sophomore campaign here. Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, like, <clears throat> I'm going to go full homer mode on it, right? So... <laughs> The maroon and gold lights are going. Yeah. The maroon and gold lights are going. Fire up right yeah. now, right? Fire up chips. So fired up right now because here's here's the thing. Homeboy, all right. I think he won two state titles in Michigan. He wrestled for Paul Donahoe's club at Davison, uh, or, or growing up, and then he wrestled at Davison. I know he wrestled at Davison. Pretty sure he won. I know he won at least one state title. But my point is, he didn't go undefeated through high school, right? Right. He won two state titles or one state title. He took some losses. He learned. He got better. He fights. He doesn't always have the most crisp shots, but that's because he's fighting through ties. He's getting into unconventional setups, and he's getting to people's legs, and he's going to fight through and get the takedown. Like Those are the things that you can't necessarily teach someone especially when you get to college and you're getting punched in the face and you're having to fight through these things. If you don't have the mentality to fight through hard cross faces and to fight through difficult situations and to keep getting up and to keep working hard because you know that's what's gotten you there for the rest of your life, then why are you going to do it here, right? Like, If it's just been easy for you, then it's it should just be easy for you again. Well, that's right. I'm... I'm now remembering Oliver actually had <laughs> Oliver actually had a weird high school career where he went 172 and five. However, he won Division One state titles, highest enrollment in Michigan, in uh, 2011 and 12. But then he placed third in 2013, and then finished runner-up in 2014. So. I mean, that's kind of one of those things where you could say, oh, man, this guy's going to go backwards. Like, how does he how does he have that happen to him and then go on to be this like stud in college? But it's it's that whole coaches speak. You can either let this ruin you or you can get better from it. Yeah. Pierce, he's gotten better from it. The funny thing is, I didn't even know that shit, but it proves my point even more. I knew he was a two-time state champion, but, you know, you, you figure they go along the path and you find your way into the finals and you win it and then you win it again, right? Not the case here. He fought through adversity. He's getting better. He must, I mean, you know, you, you have that moment in your life. I remember, for me, I woke up one morning and I had a paper due. And I was like, wow, 
I have done none of this paper, and I'm going to be in huge trouble. I'm going to be, I'm going to fail this class. I'm going to fail out of school. It's going to be terrible. Realized I was so dumb. I didn't realize what day it was, and it was due the next day. And it was like, <laughs> it was like a light went off in my head. Like maybe I shouldn't procrastinate and get my stuff done. By the way, who did he lose to in 2014? Logan Massa. Close. Miles Amin. Oh, shit. Who appears to be having a pretty good freshman all right. campaign himself. Hmm. Interesting. Much larger now. Much larger now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was at 140. Huh. Uh, and, yeah. That's crazy. Anyway, he was, uh, I do know Justin Oliver was uh, uh, redshirt freshman of the year yep. for yep, yep. Central Michigan. And then uh, Mason, their 141-pounder this year as a redshirt freshman, was their redshirt freshman last year. See, there you go. He's knocked off a couple people wrestling well. Yeah, he's lanky. He is. Yeah, he's super lanky. He's like 8 feet tall and 141 pounds. We're on the old weight class this year in Michigan, and <laughs> um, we're rotating around the tournament Saturday for the finals, and we get to 103. Actually, we're starting at 103 and just going through for this individual tournament. And the guy goes... <laughs> And and uh, I wasn't paying too much attention. I was just kind of like, all right, I'm going to be the assistant ref for the first match, then I'll be the whistle, and then we'll kind of bump around and yada, yada, yada. Kid goes out there and just, boom, bangs up a kid and pins him in like 45 seconds. And I'm like, damn, that kid's lanky for 103. Like, that must be nice to have a 103 that's built like that. Holy crap. And he stands up, and I swear he's as tall as me. <laughs> Like a fucking 5'11", 103 pounder. Just like, you know, <laughs> other 103 pounders, which your favorite phrase, what do you call 103? 103. boy. Yep. And uh, you got to go out there against a 5'11 kid. Like, yeah. yeah, good God. That was that was pretty, pretty funny to see as well. Tons of wrestling this weekend. And just uh, obviously the duel that stole the sunshine out of the sky was Oklahoma State getting the close matches. It's it's kind of funny in a way. I mean, you look at it and you go, Sammy Brooks gets a major and Kemmerer beats JoJo Smith. You're thinking, pretty solid fucking day for Iowa. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, every other thing went pretty much against him. Outside of Gilman doing Gilman things. Right. Um, and even causing some shit afterwards. I don't think Gilman loses this year. Just straight up. Like... He's looked so good. Well, we get to see him and Seriano this Friday, though, right? He'll so beat him up. Um, which I, I agree. But uh, Cade Brock gets a controversial win over Corey Clark. Yeah, who was controversial. Um, and then uh, Kalika gets the tiebreaker win over Sorensen. Chandler Rogers gets the pin at, over Skyler St. John at 165 as Iowa still is searching for what to do there. There, there were like two points in the dual meet because I, I was sitting in the basement and and Marty was down there and uh, and and my buddy Chago and I was watching it and they were kind of watching it's always sunny and uh, at one point Marty turns his head and he's like man Corey Clark's defense is amazing and the defense he was talking about was on the takedown that they gave Cade Brock for no reason when it wasn't a takedown and he just. <laughs> Got awarded two points 
And uh, I was like, yeah, I know. It really is. But uh, And then the other time was Chandler Rogers when I go, dude, you got to see this. His pin was stupid. <laughs> That's just I'm was, on another level than you, and I'm about to make the crowd go wild in here in front of the home stands. So. I was like, does he know it's not Greco? Like, why is he doing a like a not a crotch lift? What is that? A, uh, not a gut lift either. I don't know why I can't think of words right now. Well, it's like the um, like the Kremlin lift or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's. It's interesting. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, everything kind of just didn't go Iowa's way. Oklahoma State gets the win. I mean, credit Oklahoma State. They're just yeah, solid. Yeah, by design. The they're really good. Yeah, they're just solid all the way through. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, you know, the matches they lost. I mean, number 11 lost. I mean, number five, five lost to number six, and uh, you know, and, and number six lost to number two. I mean, that's the matches they lost in the fucking duel, right? I mean, that's that's how solid Oklahoma State is. If you're a fan of the national duels, this kind of keeps your hopes alive that either Penn State or Ohio State ends up undefeated, and you get that number one versus number two kind of matchup. Although mm-hmm. Iowa. Matches up very interestingly with both of those teams to where Iowa could kind of create like sort of a round-robin scenario in the next, uh, which kind of takes the thunder out of the national duels a little bit. But uh, it's just impressive work by Oklahoma State. I mean, it's kind of hard to not say that. Yeah, it it was a beatdown of what you expected to be a much closer matchup. Yeah, I mean, fun to see, fun atmosphere. Yeah, a lot of people in that arena. Just, you know, just, just good stuff. Uh, <laughs> Michigan State gets a Big Ten win. Uh, they absolutely blew it Celebrate against. Celebrate good times. Come on, yeah. Um, yeah, Michigan State. Were they were ahead of Northwestern one eighty going into one eighty four, and they give up a major, a major, and a tech to lose twenty three to twenty one. Impressive win by Drew Hughes over Johnny Sebastian, though he it was he takes him down. He gets two four point turns um, and ends up basically holding on for the eleven to nothing win. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun. Purdue actually had a great crowd too. They had their Mackey Arena. They, yeah. they had like a duel there. Uh, so them and Indiana, they beat Indiana nineteen to twelve. And but they had a great crowd there. Is 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 really nice. They did a lot of promotion for it. Uh, so that was that was good to see. They're doing I some mean, good stuff there. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. It's good seeing those Indiana programs coming on strong. It's good to see all the Big Ten programs. I mean, they're really all outside like, of Maryland. Yes. Yeah. They're improving. They. they Outside of Maryland, I'd say every Big Ten team has improved in recent years. I think Maryland has two. No. I think that they no. the other ones have improved more. I mean, what are you going to do? That's like when you have like five <laughs> kids and one's a shithead. Like, well, everyone has gotten better. I mean, four of you are doctors and one of you has uh, started a t-shirt line. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Penn State beat up Rutgers. Michigan kind of beat up Maryland. A little scared of um, 
So Acid apparently gets injured in practice on Thursday, and they forfeit 125 both times because they had that Ben LaMancha or whatever, but then he hurt his knee. So, like, they actually really didn't have anyone to throw out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, Kevin couldn't cut down to 125 either. Not yet. Uh, Michigan State did turn around and beat Maryland. The amazing thing about this is Drew Hughes gets caught in a scramble and pinned by Patrick Garish. So Michigan State actually got the win, giving up a pin from Drew Hughes. Their, yeah, their best wrestler. Yeah, so that's kind of crazy in its own right. But uh, uh, Minnesota beat Wisconsin. That was a 5-5 split with the pin coming from Mitch McKee over Eli Stickley. Uh, TJ Russell with a win over Jake Short. A little bit of a controversial win. Watch that match today. It was a little bit of a stall call late. Did you know the wrestling in 60? Yeah. All right, I'm yeah. Gonna have to, I got that on DVR. Yeah, watch that if if you haven't. Um, Ohio State kind of beat up Illinois. Only one regular decision. And Ohio State has to lead the nation in duels with the fewest amount of regular decisions in, like, the last four years. Because it seems like... Hammers? Well, they have guys that kill people, but then they've had, like, the holes yeah. as well. And they've had injuries and stuff where they've had to throw in, like, Hunter Steber and, mm-hmm. and then Bo Jordan has had his uh, injuries and his, oh. and his inability to pull out on time. <laughs> and <laughs> so, I mean, between all of that, they've given up a lot of points, too. Yeah. And this was no different. Um, but Tomasello hammers Zane Richards 12-4. Yeah, to four. That was pretty crazy. He's really good. I um, hate it, but he's really good. Yeah. Um, he's 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 like Tim Duncan to me. Tim Duncan was super boring, never looked like he was really into things, and like never really cared. That's how Tomasello is to me. He doesn't really look like he is cares. He's always got the same look on his face. Just, I'm there, I'm wrestling, and I'm, and I won. Do you remember my my Tim Duncan factoid? That he was a swimmer? Yeah, he was going to be an Olympic swimmer in uh, the Virgin Islands. Yeah. And then Hurricane Andrew, I believe it was Hurricane Andrew, uh, took out the only pool (laughs) (laughs) on the island. He's like, I do something else now. And he was like, I'm not swimming out there (laughs) with sharks. And, oh, I happen to be 6'10". Yeah. It helps. So I'll take up this basketball thing. Mm-hmm. And it worked out for him. He did all right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's actually a true story. That's not like, yeah, that's a weird, one of the greatest NBA players of all time. That was his path until a hurricane took out the one fucking pool on the island. I just thought uh, saw a thing on Hakeem Olajuwon, and he had traveled to the United States to go on three recruiting visits. And he was in New York, and he walked out to go get... Uh, in a taxi, and it was freezing cold. So he walked back in and found the only person that spoke Nigerian and showed him the three plane tickets he had and said, which of these is most like Nigerian weather? And so he went to University of Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I was in boot camp, and Drill Sergeant Waters, I was the flag bearer. Okay. Uh, company guide on, they actually call it, and which was cool. Nice little honor to get. And uh, so you're standing by the company commander. Mm-hmm. 
company commander, great guy, talked to me about football and that kind of stuff. And it was Missouri, so got there first week of September. So it was pretty hot, Missouri, mm-hmm. September. Yep. Then it got cold, naturally. And so, I mean, this is probably October, maybe mid-October. And it's a whole, you know, 47 degrees this morning. And you got a bunch of Southerners coming out to formation just dressed like they're about to go on some sort of Antarctic expedition. (laughs) (laughs) And he's walking around and he's asking, like, you know, some inner city Atlanta guys, you know, like, come on, man. Where are you from, Atlanta? I got bad news for you. It's going to get a lot colder than this. (laughs) We're here till Thanksgiving. It's going to get a lot colder than this, dude. Like, take that stuff off. And then he, like, goes over there and asks another guy, you know, some country bumpkins from Texas, like, you know, where are you from? Well, so-and-so, Sugarland, Texas, or whatever. Hey, man, I got bad news for you. It's going to get a lot colder here. We're we're here at Thanksgiving. Then we go over, and there's this muscled-out dude. Freaking shaking. Absolutely shaking. And drills are just like, come on. Come on, man. Like, seriously. Like, you know, it's got to be like 48. It's almost 50 degrees right now. And he's like, I'm sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. And he goes, looks, and he sees that he has a patch on his arm, which is kind of weird for boot camp. He goes, where are you from? What? Are you with the unit? And he goes, yeah. St. Thomas Virgin Islands. Uh, Virgin Islands National Guard, sir. <laughs> and the, 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 the captain looks at me, looks back at the guy, and goes, "You can keep your shit on." <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is the first time this guy has been under seventy degrees in his life. <laughs> like, eh, it's okay. It's all right, man. Yeah. You're, you're all right. <laughs> Literally everyone else, though, no. Literally everyone else, no. But like, this might actually be this guy's legit first experience under seventy degrees. and last. <laughs> But he was shaking, man. I mean, big muscled out dude too. Oh yeah, just like just shaking. It was it was pretty funny. I always I always remember that. That was that was sticks out in the craw for sure. Um, and then uh, Michigan, they so they get the win at home um, against Maryland. Maryland does have their guy though. What's that little fire hydrant of terror? Oh, uh, Bannister. Alfred yeah, Bannister. Bannister yeah. What a, what a that guy's weird. a monster. He's he's literally like wrestling a fire hydrant. Though. Yeah, it's like these guys are like, all right, I'm gonna reach in on this dude, and like they're like, oh, my legs are in the air. I remember the first time I saw him, I could have sworn he was like just a jacked 160 pounder, and then I was like, oh, he's just a tiny man at 141. <laughs> like he's just little jacked out dude who should be at like, you know, like I got a buddy of mine who's probably his height at. Who wrestled 103 until he was a senior in high school? He just wasn't as thick as Alfred Bannister. Yeah, that dude. It just it just really looks like these guys just don't know how to wrestle him too. Well, he's so fast. Well, he that's is lightning thing. quick too. That's the thing. These guys seem to be like kind of confused, not sure how to create openings, and then the next thing you know, this guy hits some lightning fast attack on you. Yeah. And it's like, well, that just happened. And so 
He's ranked. He's he's doing well, but uh, yeah, top fifteen, I think. Yeah. Uh, but then Michigan, so they host Maryland on Friday. They fly out to Nebraska, and Michik and Montoya was a interesting match. Montoya yet to lose this year. Well, to that point, and then Michik just took it to him. It, it wasn't close. It really, it really wasn't. Not as close as the score even dictates. And he beat him fourteen to seven, thirteen to seven. Yeah, yeah. Like he beat him up. It was the, the it, he got one takedown maybe and a bunch of escapes. Yeah, yeah. Like he he killed him. It was it was bad. Like uh, the Corey Clark match, he just didn't get to his offense, but he absolutely did. As soon as he got both those elbows, like. He was hitting duck unders either side, getting to legs, creating angles, just it, immediately. As soon as the whistle blew, it was amazing to see going for turns on top. Like, it was fun. It was it was what, as a Michigan wrestling fan, I was most excited about to watch Michik. Because I watched him do it, do basically that at the EMU op- or, uh, MSU Open two years ago when he was a, a freshman at 125. Right. How great was that fucking... Finals, by the way. <laughs> We've only brought that up like nine God. times. I mean, even now, it's even better, right? Like, UT took like fifth? Twice. Like, because the the people who took place ahead of him were... No, like, UT... No, I mean, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about NCAA. So, UT, no. UT is a two-time All-American. He took third, I believe, or fourth. I think fourth. he lost. He Because lo- it was Zeke, Tomasello, and Moisey. Yeah, that's right, because UT lost to Moisey. Yeah. Moisey lost to Tomasello in the finals. Tomasello beat Michik in the semis, semis, and then Michik beat UT in the third and fourth place, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you supposed to do? Just, just the MSU Open in the first weekend of November. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah, that was in 2014. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a while ago. But, yeah, it's, it's just weird weird folklore. But uh, And we were standing Matt's side to watch it. Just hanging out. Also fascinating to think about that day, too, after we had, like, just started Blood Round. Yeah. Is we had to watch Kyle Snyder come from behind to beat Max Huntley and Phil Wellington. Yeah, that's right. He was trailing about halfway through the second period of both those matches. Yeah. Uh, he's also fought through adversity, much like he's Oliver. he's slightly improved since then. <laughs> A few more accolades, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to like you know lose the state championships and such, but you know, yeah. The thing I really liked about this match too is if you would have asked me Friday afternoon, or I, I guess I mean Sunday morning would have been maybe more appropriate, but. Uh, and you ask me, hey, Michik Montoya today, what do you think? And I'm like, ah, you know, Montoya is undefeated, won the Midlands. He's a senior? Junior? I think he's a junior. But he's an upperclassman, lanky, strong. This isn't that good matchup for Michik. Yeah, he might outmuscle him. He might, Michik might have trouble getting out on bottom. I mean, this is kind of that. Hey, you've looked really good against all these guys, but this is one of those top tier guys where you're you're maybe gonna struggle against. 
that's what I would have said. And then you go out and you watch Michik just take it to him. I mean, yeah. really excited from two Michigan fan standpoints, obviously. Getting out on bottom from a dude who just rode Zane Richards for two minutes, like, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He got out easily. Like, and, I'm. And finished takedowns, too. Yeah. I, I, he, he wasn't screwing around. Like, it was great to see. It was. It, it, watching that match was greater than Michik's hair is as hair, which is impressive because it's really nice. Kevin just admires hair. Hair and shoes. All the important things. Although you can still have shoes. Right. Well, fuck off. It's <laughs> <laughs> uncalled for, but, but, but well-timed. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. For what it was. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think we have some uh, questions here. Da, 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 da. Let me try to find something here. Uh, best college wrestlers to watch outside of D1. How many Lefevers are left um, in Wabash? I, 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 you picked the one to win the Midlands, and then he, uh, he didn't get it. That was from our friend Alex Williamson. Uh, she is out there at Upper Iowa University. We're still waiting for – we're supposed to be part of some master thesis or something like that that she tweeted us. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, and then shirts and I, everything were promised. I heard. A I, lot of stuff was promised. I just want a copy of the thesis. I that's do what too. I, I want I to read too. that. I already we'll, have we'll, my Fear the Peacocks t-shirt. We'll, we'll put it up there. Yeah. If it's good. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never really, let's see it. It's probably above our pay grade to decide whether it's good That's or not. That's true. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah. An A for effort. Um no, uh 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 Well, let's let's shout out our friend, Johnny Akins. Doing beast mode things at Grand Valley. <laughs> that was I think she means current. Why why does it have to be current? <laughs> why can't it be all time? <laughs> I get. I mean, <laughs> all right. Well, then cologne. Or, oh yeah, yeah. Anytime a a cologne. Got gotta love those colognes. Yep, absolutely. Just yeah. rocking mustaches and killing people. <laughs> Prison strength all day long. Grandview, right? NAIA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Upper uh, Northern Iowa guy. True. Uh, Brian Payne, uh, B. Payne, CPA, 727, uh, who scores more points in March, Amin Michik or Soriano Vic- Vincenzo. Uh, Vincenzo has quietly just kind of gone about his business outside of the one loss to the Stanford guy. I mean, he's he's really gone about his his way. It'll be interesting to see kind of how he goes through the rest of the season, too. He beat, he beat but, Walsh in a crazy match, too. Yeah, I'd like to give him a little shit here because... So we can't use Massa and Michik? Like, he said a mean Michik, and then he was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, man. So I did give him some crap on social media about that already. Um, but I've, I've been saying that before the season, though. Massa, Michik, best freshman duo, because there was a lot of talk about Soriano Vicenzo. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about the Valencias yeah. and all this stuff. And I still think um, Massa Michik's going to be tough to beat. I, I think points they both wise, like just pure, unadulterated. Who scores more points at the NCAA tournament? I can't imagine Massa and Michik being beaten by anybody at this point. As a duo, 
Yeah. Yeah. Against any other freshman duo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, yeah, no, I definitely not. I, I don't either. And, and that's not, I mean, one of the Valencias might win it. The other one might be like a round of 16 guy, like round of 12 guy. I don't, I don't know that Anthony Valencia is an all American. 165 is still really good. Absolutely. Anyway. Huge match this week. I love the 9 o'clock start time this Friday, too, as far as Eastern goes. Um, 8 o'clock Central. Penn State at Iowa. That's going to be golden. I mean, just put the kids to bed. Make yourself a cocktail. If you can't be there in person, absolutely. But um, <laughs> My wife goes... This is on, like, all the time. Like, all the time. <laughs> and I was like, Elise, it's wrestling season. November through March. She's like, when is it not wrestling season? I was like, well, then after that, it's more wrestling season. <laughs> There's just different seasons. I was dating a nurse, I don't know, a few years ago. I don't know. I, I'm terrible. I'll grow up one of these days. <laughs> and I believe it was the last time Penn State was at Iowa. And she's like, hey, you know, can I come hang out? And I was like, yeah. But you do just have to understand, full disclosure, Iowa versus Penn State will be on. Like, it's I'm just not missing this duel. Like, I'm sitting here watching this. You're welcome to join. So she came over. And she was just kind of like, okay, you know, and talking to me and everything like that. And she's just like, no, nope, talking. I, I should have made that clear. Talking's not allowed. And I, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> and she's like, there are a shit ton of people at this thing. Like, and because this, they panned out to the crowd a couple they times. Had it at, at, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, at Carver Hawkeye. And then, like, they panned over to Dan Gable. Dan Gable's sitting there next to Ashton Kutcher and Mila oh, Kunis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and she's like, wait a second. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's Dan Gable. She's like, no, the other two people sitting yeah. there. And I'm like, no, Dan Gable. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that girl from the Jim Beam commercials. <laughs> um, weird thing in this duel, two undefeated freshmen will lose in this duel. Uh, basically, Sariana will lose to Gilman. Okay. And then uh, Kemmerer will lose to Nolf. Yeah, pretty much. So that's kind of a... I mean, this duel has so much craziness. And Iowa... A little tough here because Iowa has a very good 149, obviously, and they have a very good 157. But unfortunately... Zane Rutherford and Nolf seem to be not interested in having close matches this year. Well, it's a rough matchup wherever you've got tough Iowans, right? I mean, Sammy Brooks is going to go up against Bo Nickel, who looks by all means to be a world beater right now. That's a, I think that's a tough matchup for Sammy Brooks because he's always had trouble. And obviously we just saw Bo Nickel finish a bunch of shots on TJ Dudley, so apparently yeah. 184 isn't going to be an issue. Stoll's um, going to be an issue for or, uh, Neville's, Neville's and going to be an yeah, issue. Yeah, and then McCutcheon at 197 will probably beat Wilkie. So, yep. I mean, it's uh, – I don't really like a lot of the matchups for Iowa. I mean, I still think they win at 25, obviously. I think they win at 33. 
I don't. I guess obviously at 125, a lot of Penn State fans are like, Soriano's going to be undefeated, four-time national champion. Ah. Gulaban's in a good spot at 41. I like Carton over Gulaban. I don't. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm willing to bet on people if you want to throw that at me, but I do like Carton over Gulaban. However, even after that, that's bad. The you know Meyer. Should win at seventy four, uh, but I I don't really know I don't really know if Stoll beats Neville's. Mm-hmm. I don't really think they win at ninety seven. I don't really think Brooks beats Nickel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's kind of tough to predict an Iowa victory. But we've seen magical things from Iowa at Carver Hawkeye. So where will that magic happen? Right, I mean, you know, I definitely didn't predict Ramos beating Oliver, Oliver back when that happened, and I, it's crazy. Didn't help him in the duel, but what are you going to do? Yeah. And then this Friday night, though, Imar and Logan Massa. As Michigan travels to Illinois and Northwestern this weekend. Interesting matchup. Logan Massa doesn't like to give space. If you've noticed, he pretty much just likes to get on a leg right away. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't really like to mess around. He he, he likes to just be get to his uh, offense. Imar likes the underhooks. Likes to throw guys off balance. Likes to create those big openings and everything like that. Logan Massa really, you know, likes to just get right through and right to a leg and and go from there. It's it's interesting. It's it's an interesting matchup. I I have Homer eyes. I mean, these are these Homer eyes. You know, I mean, we're 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 Michigan fans talking about this match. So if you're rolling your eyes at home or at That's work fair. or in your car, you know, feel free. But I don't understand. say we didn't say it's going to happen. <laughs> I see Logan Massa winning this match. How? Because he's going to get to the leg, he's going to create his angles, he's going to get to the finish. I think he's going to break him mentally. We've seen it happen before. It is interesting. Don't say it didn't happen in the Nolf match the first time last year. Oh, yeah. It's, It's very interesting. It's also very interesting that, like, Logan Massa has the ability on top. To even if it's maybe two to one, Imar at the end of the first period. Imar chooses down. Logan Massa has the chance on top to wear him down, beat him up, and and he's that good on top at winning those positions. That maybe that happens. Maybe that third period becomes his. It'll be it'll be really really fascinating to watch. I think I thought of the right analogy. It's like in The Princess Bride when they had that awesome sword fight kind of in the middle of the movie. Yep. With the man in black and Ego Montoya. And then, like, halfway through, he's like, guess what? I'm not left-handed either. (laughs) And then he comes back and just beats the shit out of him. And the left-handed part really has nothing to do with it. It's basically just that this is going to be one of the greatest matches of the year, and it's happening, like, halfway through the season. 
No, it's it's one of the joys of Big Ten dual wrestling season. Yeah, where you just get to see this kind of stuff. I mean, it's yeah, I mean, it's it's fascinating, and I mean because this is this is legit. Jordan Burroughs is going to be back this year. Kyle Dake's coming back down to seventy four, and then Jordan Burroughs is on Big Ten Network on Sunday, basically saying like, "Yeah, Logan Mass is one of those guys I got to watch out for." I mean, he's he's that good, and I mean, you got Daringer, obviously. And then after that, after after Burroughs, Dake, and Daringer, you basically have Imar and Massa. Yeah, like that's how high level this matchup is, and we get to see it. That's and it's going to be glorious. <laughs> It is. It is absolutely going to be awesome. I don't know. We win as fans. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we got. We're well, oh, we're not too bad here. Seventy-one minutes in. You want length, but you don't want too long. I've always said that. Sometimes it just gets a little rough. It happens. It happens. Well, you don't want to intimidate people. You're like, right. oh, geez, two hours, two and a half hour episode. Oh, my gosh. That could I got to be... clear out my whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, lots of lots of much better wrestling to watch again this week. Just fantastic. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Get your, uh, get your DVRs ready. And if you don't have DVRs, then set those iPhone calendar, uh, you know, reviews. Look up, uh, look up ESPN3. What you gonna? What are you gonna find on there? Right. Make sure you're able to tune into some of those shows. Support wrestling. Make sure it's getting the viewership it should. Um, you know, you, you can yeah, Gardner, Gardner Webb, our our friends down there are at. Uh, they're on ESPN three this weekend. There we go. At like a really watchable time too. I I saw that and I was like, ooh, ooh. Um. <laughs> Saturday at 4 against the Citadel, ESPN3. There we go. Boom. That's what I'm saying. There's there's plenty to watch, so just make sure you're, you're keeping your eyes and ears open and uh Cornell and versus Lehigh this week as well. Look at that. Look at that. I mean, lots of... Uh... Like my wife said, it's always on. Just got to know where to look for it. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, Nebraska-Minnesota is a... A little bit of a weird matchup, too. Kind of fun. That'll be a good one. Yeah. Watch some of the wrestling there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um... See what I said to Tony? Uh-uh. About uh, where they placed the Minnesota crowd for Big Tens? I said, well, don't worry. Uh, the AD already suspended half their team, or half their fan base, so <laughs> that, that area will be empty. Yeah, that was, um... Oh yeah, the for yeah, public service announcement. Big Ten tickets are for sale. Boom, get them. Tony Hager did print out, uh, did tweet out the seating chart. Don't look for tickets not in someone's seating area. I think that's almost counterintuitive, or at least it is to me. I don't really need to be in the Michigan section. Yeah, just get tickets. I don't get media. Okay, let me let me also. Add to this. I don't get media passes for Big Tens. I go with my buddies. I hang out in the stands. 
I have a good, good time. I have a good time all weekend. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not really there to cover it. I, I just it's tradition and I, I want to keep it that way. Makes me a wrestling fan. Yeah. I like to do the media thing at NCAAs. That was that was a blast. I mean that's it's always a blast. I, I enjoy it. I, I'm gonna keep doing that. But big tens. I'm I like to be just in the people. And uh with my friends. When you're ordering Big Ten tickets, it'll bring you – so you go to Indiana Wrestling's website. You go to Big Ten Championships. You go to order tickets. Boom. Check out Tony Hager's thing he tweeted about, like, the fan sections. And then type in the code. So if you type in Michigan, you type in whatever. Because when I was looking at it as far as, like, best seats available without typing in that code – had me up in like row 40, row 50, like up in the rafters. Mm-hmm. All right. I type in Michigan. Michigan's in a really good section yeah. right there in the middle. And I'm at like row 10. Yeah. So don't think like, oh, man, there are no seats available. Because you could make that mistake and just be like, man, there's no good seats available. I guess I just have to order them in row 40. If you look in like maybe the... Indiana section or the Purdue section or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you dead center. Yeah, you could be dead center like row eight or yeah. something like that. So, I mean, it's cool that they like to group fans together, and I get that. And one of my favorite memories of 2016 was I was standing there talking to some Iowa fans when Tomasello beat Gilman and they all mm-hmm. went crazy and everything like that. And that was cool because you just see the passion and, and energy of Iowa fans and everything like that. So I get that. I, I love that about it. But, you know, I don't want you guys to sit in row 40 when you could sit in row 10. Yeah. So that's Enjoy my, yourselves. Yeah. That's my advice. Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, it was great. Being back with you again. It was great being here, and uh, it's been a blast. Let's keep this rolling. And uh, I do want to say before I forget, I want to say she's not going to listen to this because she's one. But happy birthday to my daughter, Loretta. She turns one on Sunday. so Happy birthday, Etta. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. No, no new ones on the way? No. <laughs> This is a podcast, but you couldn't see my face, but <laughs> they do it, not mine. So ah, there we go. All right. All right. right. On that words, we'll see you next week. Rock on.